This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about living a godly life and the benefits that come with it. Not just the eternal things, but the things that we experience here today. So, uh, you want to tell people what we was talking about before we hit the record button? You mean about how silly you are? No. No, not that at all. That is what you're talking how about, you, right? How you was whispering in the microphone and then wanted and to know. And then you had this silly idea to record it yeah. like that. And, and I then, said nobody would listen. Yeah. And then I said they would actually have to listen very closely. No, they would turn it off. And I don't blame them. Yeah. They would be turning up their volume like, I don't hear nothing. <laughs> they must have messed this one up. I'll just join <laughs> back next week sometime. <laughs> And we was talking about prayer. We always pray before we get started. And you were saying, I, I finished the prayer before you was ready. <laughs> you did. <laughs> in which I said, you can just keep on praying if you want. Just because I say in Jesus' name. Um, but then you're just going to be silent over there listening. Yeah. yeah. Eavesdropping <laughs> on my prayer. <laughs> I might uh, hop in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I agree with that one. I want that. I want to pray that too. <laughs> <laughs> make that my prayer have you ever been doing that and then like they say something and you're like wait no <laughs> has that ever happened to you <laughs> probably like if so like if you're praying with like the pastor or so or the preacher at church mm-hmm. and you're like uh-huh yeah i'll go with that one and then all of a sudden they say something and you're like hang on wait a second <laughs> i'm not sure about that line <laughs> yeah i, I feel like that's happened to me a lot yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't know about like a pastor or something, but I do know I've been like at the altar and somebody praying. Oh, no, that's know, a whole nother loud. story. When they're trying to get yeah. in your ear? Yeah. Nuh-uh. And then they say something that's really not even that very biblical. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah. They said that, but I don't mean that. <laughs> or you're, maybe you're up there and you're, and you're praying and you're just, you know, thanking the Lord for life and thanking him for loving you and thanking him for salvation and then someone starts coming up praying and they say uh lord i ask you to touch him i can tell that he's really sick or and i'm like no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) no what's worse than that is when the lord is convicting you about something and you know that's not always a a fun situation Mm -hmm. and if he's convicting you he's putting his finger on something in your life and you're like oh i didn't know that and it kind of hurts you know and you're wrestling with it and you're confessing it and you're dealing with it and then somebody comes up and says oh don't be sad you've got the victory lift up your hands you, <laughs> like, now hang on like, i'm working out something here <laughs> just, yeah just let me be for a minute <laughs> this is a i'm a decrease moment okay i need to yeah. just go just yeah, leave me that, alone that, me I, I can specifically remember a couple of times that somebody came to me while you was still praying and it's like, oh, I can see that she's so bothered by that situation that's going it on. It probably wasn't even on my no, mind. No, and I knew, <laughs> I knew because I'd been over there praying with you. I knew that you was just like thanking the Lord and and just in a moment of of peacefulness. But you cry a lot when you I pray. Did so cry. everybody's over there like, oh, she's hurting so bad. I'm like, no, she's <laughs> joyful right now. Like she's, I was just over there with her and I heard her praising him and saying, I can't believe how much you love me and I can't believe you saved me. And and then, but on the other side of the room, they're like, oh, look, she's crying. (laughs) She must have done something wrong. Y'all can't judge people in the altar because they're crying. Like just because they're crying does not mean there's something wrong. No, especially you. 
This is true. Because yeah. I cry about everything. You know what's odd? I'm going to cry reading your letters to you this week. <laughs> a funny story. You cry basically every day at something. And I'm not. Hang on. And as we just talked about. I didn't cry today. Well. Almost did. You to- but I did. I'm fixing to say, you told me you almost. You was wanting to cry. Yeah, but early. I didn't. Okay. So that counts for something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here, here's the point. You cry at the drop of a hat. I don't like, cry about hats like, at all. And and and, and it's a <laughs> wonderful thing sometimes. Like when when you're praying, you know, you might, you know, Lord bless this food, and then they say, "No, you're crying over there." <laughs> no, that that is the extreme. <laughs> that has never happened. No, but here's that the, has never happened. Here's the funny story. Is that you do cry a lot, um, especially during prayer or or uh, speaking of about the Lord, but then you 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 cry a lot of other times too. <laughs> but the funny story is that a while back at at our old church, and I forget the situation. It might have even been when we was we was uh, letting everyone know about our resignation that somebody came to me and said that. I was the crier. Uh, <laughs> no, they, they didn't. Said, we, we know that Shane's going to cry. He always does. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> How did you I hardly get that? ever cry. No, sometimes when I'm preaching, yeah, at, at certain moments, I will I get... I can't say nothing about that, because every time I get up to speak, I cry. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's why some people related that to me, is because, I mean, you'll cry all the time at the altars. But there was times when I was preaching that that I just was really feeling the message and or talking about something you know that the Lord had done that just that overwhelmed me, and uh, yeah. But I still remember that like I forget the word that they used, but it it was they give me like you're the crying preacher, or, you're the crying one, or something like that. And I thought, no, that's really Elsie. That's really <laughs> it <laughs> is. I just happen to be standing in front of y'all every time I do it, so I think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, as we record this, I think we're nine days from Christmas. I think so. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. You open your third one, your third gift yes, today. Yes, I am so celebrating nine. the 12 days of Christmas because my lovely wife gave me 12 presents to open in the 12 days leading up to Christmas. So, I'm three in. They've all been wonderful. Um kind of make me look bad because i have not done that um although i almost kind of sort of got instructions today <laughs> i didn't give you instructions i just said it would be cool because yeah. you know i like nutcrackers <laughs> i have a thing for nutcrackers so you know it'd be easy you can get mm-hmm. like 12 of them on amazon for like 20 dollars yeah so yeah. you know so i could open a nutcracker every day 12 nutcrackers <laughs> of christmas <laughs> no, but we're we're getting close to that. We got a, a big family get together this weekend, and then we'll have our smaller family um, Christmas celebration on um, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, and, and then uh, after all, Christmas is over. It's my favorite day of the year. Mm, what day is that? You don't know my favorite day of the I year. I thought your favorite day of the year was Fourth of July. No. This is my favorite holiday weekend. There's oh. a difference. Oh. New Year's? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. It's my favorite day. the but Georgia the, Bulldogs are playing the Michigan Wolverines no. at 7 p.m. No. On, no. 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 I no. missed that one? Yes. No. No. 
December 31st is my favorite day of the year because there's something amazing about the end of a year and the beginning of a new one. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved it. And this year, it could be that the Georgia Bulldogs are playing the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> no, it doesn't have anything to do with them. <laughs> hey, you know what I heard? Um, <laughs> they say because Michigan, uh, their their rival is Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And they, they just they have a great dislike for one another. Well, they say during the week they're going to play every year. The, the governor, apparently up there, has, has made this a little thing. The week before uh, Michigan and Ohio State play, they're not allowed to use an M in anything. They, uh, they have to, which governor? Of Ohio. Okay. Yeah, so they, the Ohio can't use an M because that's the Michigan, um, their symbol. It's just so a like big if M. they spell something with an M in it, they have to leave it out? Or, or put a line through it. And it's just like a little fun thing. But I heard today they said that on the campus of Georgia, they have adopted that for um, this period of time before we play Michigan. So everything, they're putting a little line through the M's. (laughs) And so we started a thing at work today, like, what do you do if your name is, is... has an M in it what or it starts with starts it. with an M. Yeah. That would be awkward. <laughs> yeah, so Michael is now Eichel. Eichel. <laughs> and Mary is just Ari. <laughs> so Oh, this um, could get interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a good thing we don't have M's. No, no, we're pretty safe on that. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny to think about uh the the little things that people come up with mm-hmm. like hype up um in in that kind of thing but Are we, uh, is georgia still number one no Did they we fall no they fell to number three because they lost to alabama uh, who's they, number one now alabama it's oh, alabama again. and then michigan and then georgia and then cincinnati that's the four teams in the playoff <sighs> and uh so georgia's gonna play michigan alabama's gonna play cincinnati hopefully um Georgia wins, and I don't really care who the other team is, but most likely it's going to be Alabama. And uh, we'll go back for a rematch for the national championship, which after the last game I don't know if we really won't, but it's better than not being there at all. I guess. So there's that. Um, I got a topic today. Do you? Yes, I do. Other than the various rabbits we've been chasing? Yes, we have. <laughs> hadn't caught none of them. We haven't fell in the hole, yes. though, either, so we're okay. Um, today, I, I I can't really tell you what my thought was that was going on, um, but there was something, I was at work, there was something that brought up, and I was thinking about somebody, like something I was doing, someone might question me about, you know, how did that go, or something like that, and it just kind of led me into a that thought um, of the... The advantage is that what I'm looking for? Advantages. You said benefits. Benefits. Before we yes, the benefits of living a godly life. And and when we look at that, I think um, the first, the right off the bat, you might want to run down another trail of, you know, we have eternal life and and those kinds of things. But I'm talking about the benefits that we enjoy now. Enjoy at this exact moment of living a godly life and once again i feel like i guess didn't dig into this ask me what my favorite one is okay well go for it not having guilt just not having guilt over stuff because like the stuff that i used to do 
that I would battle guilt with. Mm-hmm. Like, and I wouldn't just battle guilt for five minutes, but like it would hang on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel guilty about stuff. Yeah. And that's not even now. And this, this might not make sense, but my life, God has changed my life so much over the last six, seven years that my even things that I didn't do wrong, I would feel guilty over. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that shadow because I chose to do something or because I bought something or because I said something or I don't have that. I don't, I don't question as much because he's changed my outlook, but I also don't question as much because he's changed my attitude. So now I don't have as much guilt about something that I say because He's changed the way that I speak to someone. So then, so just all of that combined is, I don't, I don't deal with near the weight of guilt mm-hmm. that I, that I used to. Yeah. And to me, that would be, that's what I'm, that's what the topic is today. It, that would be one of the benefits of living a godly life is the, um, the lack of guilt that you, that you feel. And guilt is a heavy thing. Oh Yeah. Like, it's depressing, it's hard to carry around, it's hard to function under, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, hard to move on from. Yeah, it can cause you to isolate yourself Yes. Uh, because you might not want to be around other people because you feel guilty and you, and you don't want them piling on with mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah, one, the, the benefit, um, and we can go through multiple, multiple things here, but, you know, I, I just think of the, the benefit of, of freedom, of... Uh, free from worry and i'm not saying as as a believer you don't worry but i'm saying there used to be a time um you know previous to to me being a follower of jesus um there used to be a time that that if i was in a relationship with someone or if my if zach my son was around or my parents were around or, or a coworker even, that I would not, I would not leave my phone unattended. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want if Zach said, uh, "Hey, Dad, can I do something on your phone?" There was a there was a moment of hesitation about what's what's on there that he might see. What what was I googling earlier today? What pictures did I have pulled up? What text message did I send that if he seen it would would hurt his his thoughts of me, my mm-hmm. image to him, and and therefore, you know that that sounds like a small deal, but it was something every day that could happen that you just have to keep in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Want, you always have to be, oh, like, on guard. Yeah. You always have to be on guard. Just in case, like mm-hmm. on preventative mode. Yeah, and and you know I say that's a benefit of living a godly life because it wasn't until that I w- became a believer and I started to pursue living a life like Jesus has showed us and and living a godly life that my my desires started to change. Mm-hmm. So the things that that I was desiring, that I w- was now Googling on my phone or websites I had went to, now were things 
that I was perfectly fine with someone else. They seeing. are now honorable things. Yeah, and and so that that is a to me that's been probably the well I shouldn't say the greatest, but one of the greatest benefits of of just living a good life, mm-hmm. try, trying your best to live a clean what we would say a clean life, in that. Uh, and it goes back to that, like you said, guilt. But I'm just saying maybe shame. Yeah. Like, like there's things that that I'm doing, you know, or or was doing, that if someone else had seen them, they would, I would be ashamed that mm-hmm. they seen them. Whether it be pictures, whether it be text, whether it been, you know, yeah. the way I spoke to someone uh, through a text or whatever, there was things that that I would have been ashamed of, and by Turning my my mind over to Christ, turning my heart over to Christ, and and turning my, my body over to Christ, that there there was those things ceased to be, and you know you know now that if I leave my phone, I mean you have you know the the code to get mm-hmm. my phone. Zach knows the code to get my phone. And by the way, I got a very easy code. So <laughs> it's so easy. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody that I that I give my phone to, and they say, "Well, how do I open it?" And I say, "Well, just hit and da 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 da." And they go, "Really? That's it?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, so easy. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it doesn't matter now if I leave my phone in a different room, and I know that you have the ability to open it up. Or Zach is in town and he has the ability. Or if we're driving down the road, and say we're listening to music on your phone through your car, and you say, "Let me see your phone. I need to look at something." Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a hesitation now. I Except just, lately. Well, two. <laughs> well, three weeks. I'm guessing three weeks before Christmas, my phone did become off limits. Just a just a safari though. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just, just the safari. well, two things. My emails. Well, I never look at your emails. Anyways. Yeah, I don't care about your emails. <laughs> my emails, junk emails and and my search uh, history, uh, because I've of course been searching for Christmas presents, and then my emails because when I ordered said Christmas present, <laughs> it I get emails on it. So yeah, for the past three was it three weeks probably. I don't two know. Two weeks. I don't, yeah, I don't I've, know. I have told you. If you go into my phone, please don't look over here on this. Um, it's just been funny, though, because, like, I, obviously I don't care because you're surprising me. But it's just been funny because, like, it's, it's only this time of the year that you're like, ooh, don't look at my notifications mm-hmm. because it might have an email yeah. or something. And it's just it's just been funny because you've been protective of your phone like you and like you never are. And I know why, and it's not like it doesn't bother me. It's just been funny to me. Because I, I have to remember, oh, yeah, I can't look at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there we kind of stumbled into another benefit of living a godly life. And that is between myself and you, other than Christmas presents or something very similar, we really don't keep secrets. Mm-mm. And that's, um, and, and you know this because five times a week you'll say, babe. <laughs> Tell me a secret, and I always say I've done told you all my secrets. I okay, have done. so this this <laughs> takes some explaining. When we first got together, asking each other for secrets or honesties were like our thing. 
Mm-hmm. And just just random little observations or things that we thought or things whatever. Things that we didn't know about one another. Yeah, things we didn't know about each other. Um, we would share that way. Mm-hmm. And now we've been married for almost four years, and you have run out of secrets. I really have. <laughs> And that's because when something comes to my mind, I just tell you right then, and then there's no secret. You don't secret. make it a secret anymore, yeah. which is, is good. I just, like, every once in a while, you'll have a secret. Yeah. But yeah. they're they're a lot rarer than when we first Sometimes got together. Sometimes I just make up a secret. <laughs> yeah, and then it's not a secret at all, because <laughs> I knew it already. Yeah. That's one thing that's become very um, prevalent in our secret telling, is we tell each other secrets that we both already <laughs> know. But I think you're right. It's It's definitely a a benefit to living a godly life because we both honor Jesus and therefore we honor and respect each other. Yeah. And so there's no need because we honor Jesus. We don't have anything to hide. No. And so then therefore we can be open with each other. And that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that everything that we talk about or everything we share with each other is like, you know, perfect. Oh, absolutely not. But we, we share, we share the, the, the thoughts we struggle with we mm-hmm. share the the struggles yeah. we, we share the I, wrong thoughts yeah, with was, each other yeah. we, we it's not i don't want anybody to think well they just talk about perfection all the time because mm-hmm. like, no not even close no i can remember um and, and of course it, it is somewhat private but i can remember probably two years ago that you came in one day just a normal old day and then you came to me and said, I have I have a secret. I have a honesty, I think is what you said. And you, and there was something that happened that day you seen or whatever. And they was, it caused some thoughts to go into your mind. And you said, I just feel bad about having those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you told me what they, what they was. And, of course, to me, it wasn't that big of a, a deal. It was just, you know, things going on around you. And you just thought, well, I wonder what that would be you know what that is or whatever how that happened or i i you know forget all the details and like i said that's not important but the thing is when there was something that outside of trusting in god and outside of wanting to please him you would have tucked away mm-hmm. i would have tucked it away mm-hmm. and not mentioned it and then it might have come in, it might have eventually grown into something yeah or or even just weighed on you as mm-hmm. you said because after a while maybe maybe you know three weeks later four weeks later it starts to bother you, you think i should have i should have told him mm-hmm. but now it's been four weeks and i don't want to tell him because, because now if i tell him he'll wonder why i didn't tell him to begin with yeah 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 and and i you know i do want to say it, it it was not anything sinful or anything like that it was it was just something that that bothered you that that you wanted mm-hmm. to get off your chest and um and I, I believe I've done the same things in the past but that's part of that that's part of the 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 godly life that that you you don't you know that it's okay to let those things out and and yeah that does come back to your spouse or or your you know your friend or whoever you're talking with but at the same time when when you want to make sure that that baggage don't start building up so you just share it people respect that people accept mm-hmm. that and in the long run it it makes things so much better and that is a benefit that you don't have to carry those things around 
Yeah, there's there's so much that you when you honor God first, mm-hmm. there's just so much you don't have to worry about. Like there's just so much you don't have to like I don't have to worry about you leaving me or you cheating on me or like I don't have those worries of anything happening Although because I did tell you it crossed my mind today because you had glitter all over. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did get a message to let me know where you move. <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep a glitter-free house. And, yes, uh, we have a great aversion yeah. to glitter, and, and it did not work out no, for me today. You got into uh, Christmas decorations that were full of glitter, which ended up in your hair and on your neck and, and your face. And just so everybody's clothes. clear, these Christmas decorations were not at my house. Yeah. So, But anyways, that, uh, that was just a that little funny. That was beside the point. Yeah. Um, but I don't have to worry about about those things about you being unfaithful because you honor god and so because Mm -hmm. i know you're living a godly life then that just takes the the whole equation out i also know that if we ever have a disagreement or you get upset at me or i get upset at you about anything like you're not going to walk out on me you're Mm -hmm. not going to file divorce you're not you're not you're not going to do any of those things because you honor god and so living a godly life it just takes so much it takes fear out of the equation yeah. That's, a, that's another benefit. You don't have to worry about stuff. You don't have to be afraid that your spouse is going to leave you or you're, I don't know, just put any random thing that you fear. You know, you don't have to fear mm-hmm. what the government's doing. You don't have to fear if you get sick. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fear this stuff because not saying you won't get sick, not saying the government won't do things that are just, mm-hmm. you know, not saying those things, but you don't, it takes fear out of the equation. Yeah. Because I'm living for Jesus and Jesus is taking care of me. So if the government makes decisions that I don't like, oh well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen how it's going to happen and Jesus is still going to take care of me. Yeah. If I get sick and I don't get better, I'll either get better here or I'll get better in heaven. So either way, Jesus is still going to take care of me. And it just, it, it just erases the fear out of the equation. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about not having guilt, shame, or fear. That's and right. I don't know about you, but those are like, just, just if, if you don't have a life right now that you can say, I don't have any shame, any guilt, or any fear, then find Jesus. Exactly. Find Jesus because it is worth it. Just, just having those things. And that's not even all of it. No. And, and but I'm just take having it, rid of those things. Yeah. I want to take it even further, especially, I guess this would be on the shame issue is your past and Mm -hmm. you know just how much that can weigh even you know people come to know christ as their savior and they're still carrying things from their past and they're still worried about Mm -hmm. um you know what if somebody found out that i you know used to sleep around or somebody used to find out that i used to do drugs or all those kinds of things. But when, when you come to Christ um, and, and you fully understand the forgiveness, but more moreover, you fully understand that, that we're here as Christians, we're here to glorify him and that this world can see just how wonderful he is and how forgiving he mm-hmm. is, that, that at some point, you, you you come to that place where 
yeah, I might have used to slept around, or I might have used to done drugs, or I might have, you know, been a, a, a mean, abusive person. Or would you pick out those things that as a, that as a try, when you're trying to be a good person, you might be thinking, I hope nobody ever finds out about this. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, you're almost thinking, I kind of hope that somebody says something about, you used to you used to be out at the bars and and sleeping with whoever you could sleep with, and you used to do this, and you say, yeah. And even as bad as I was, and you know it, you just told me, Jesus mm-hmm. saved me, and yep. and now I'm I am free from those things. And when you when you think about that, and you think about the past, everybody has a past, but when you you come to know Him and you start living a godly life. And, and, and a, a great example, those of you who might be familiar with Duck Dynasty and the Robertson family, Phil Robertson, he, he's wrote books. He has given speech after speech after speech. And, and the, the way he says it, I think, is uh, he, he taught, he's basically says sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's, you know, he, he's got a better way of saying it. I can't remember right now. But, you know, he, he, he says back... I used to cheat on my wife. I used to stay drunk. I used to do drugs. I used to fight. That was what I done. I didn't come home days at a time, and and he's always been honest about that. And then I think when he was twenty eight years old, he got saved, and from that moment on, he was a different man. And he's always told that story. And in this past year, year and a half, there was a a woman who came to him, and they, she said, "I'm your daughter." Well, they checked, and sure enough, she was. And and it came when he was like 27 years old. So now, all those people that if, if he was just trying to be Mr. Perfect, mm-hmm. that would have stood up and said, Aha, look at you. You claim to be a Christian, and look at this, look mm-hmm. at this. They can't do it now because he, he has been up front he, saying mm-hmm. all these things that, that are shameful. He's made his past his testimony. Yeah, so... You know, that, that's the thing about our past is the worse you are the, or the worse you were, the more it shows the saving mm-hmm. and salvation and the power more, of Jesus. The more we are willing to share what we were before Christ, mm-hmm. the more it will help somebody else. Yeah. Because if, if we can be open and honest with who we are, who we are without him, because if we didn't have him, we'd still be the person we were. So who, if we can be open and share, like, this is how I used to think. This is how I used to act. This is how I used to talk to people. This is how I lived my life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I used to be that bad. Like, if you would have known me then, you wouldn't have liked me. You've told yeah. me that before. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think you realize the, to the extent. But even still, Jesus said, yes, I can still save mm-hmm. you. And I will still save you. Yeah, and then we then we get to Romans eight one that says there is now therefore no condemnation. Yeah, and I I, w- I had a verse pulled up here from Romans is uh, chapter six starting in verse twenty that it says for when you were slaves of sin which we all were this is mm-hmm. what we're talking about our past it says you were free in regard to righteousness therefore what benefit were you then deriving from the things which you are now ashamed. And so that that's our past. That's mm-hmm. that's our past. It says, for the outcome of those things is death. And then it says, but. We know the but is conjunction. Um, 
The story's about to change. That's right. And it says, But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification and the outcome of eternal life. And then it goes on to say, For the wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus our Lord. So what he's saying there is the things that you used to be ashamed of, the things that, that you, you were a slave to sin and mm-hmm. you, were, you were ashamed of them. You know, there's a lot of people right now that, that might say, and I used to say this too, you know, I, I was out drinking and, and, you know, running the bars and doing those things and, and you know, I'll name it. And I used to feel like I wasn't ashamed of it. But if, if my mother... Ask me something about, well, what'd you do last night? I would I would lie to her because I didn't want her to know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't really say, oh, I'm so ashamed of it. But because I didn't want her to know it, yeah. that meant I actually was yeah. ashamed of it. And, you know, someone at work might say, well, I, did, did you go, you know, did you go to this place? Or you, oh, no, I didn't go there. Well, apparently, what if they th- what what will they think about me if they yeah. find that out? Yeah. So apparently, I was ashamed. But the but what Romans six there says is the things that you were ashamed because you was a slave to sin. When you become a slave to God, that's living a godly life. Mm-hmm. Then then you derive your benefits, and it's resulting in sanctification, which simply means being set apart. Oh. You're set becoming, away from that group, becoming more yeah. like Him every day. Yeah, and then. Those things are are not shameful anymore. No, because they 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 no longer have control over your life. Yeah, and they like testify. those verses say, you're before Christ, we are slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. Those things have control over our life. Yeah. Those struggles, those temptations, those addictions, they have control over our life, and they result in guilt, shame, condemnation. They they result in death. Mm-hmm. But God. Yeah. There's uh, some of my favorite verses in Psalms is Psalm 40, and it says, I waited patiently and expectantly for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit of tumult and destruction and out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, steadying my footsteps and establishing my path. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear with great reverence and will trust confidently in the Lord. That testimony is is amazing to me because mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like every christian can can shout that yeah he he brought me up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay i was sinking fast and it was ucky yeah what i was into was dirty it was filthy i was nasty and i was stuck in it mm-hmm. and he brought me up and set my feet on a rock and then verse three ends. Many will see with great. Many will see and fear with great reverence, and will trust confidently in the Lord. The result of my past, the result of me now living a godly life because He pulled me out, is many will see and fear the Lord and trust confidently in Him. Yeah, and, and I'll share this with with our listeners who are believers, who are followers of Christ, is. He he's pulled. If, if you're saved, then he's pulled you up out of that miry pit. Mm-hmm. Don't deny that you was in that pit. No, no. Let it be known, because if 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 you try to give the impression to other people Ooh, that you have always been walking up on the flat ground above the pit, 
then they'll say, well, there that this Jesus they keep talking about, he he you know, I guess he's okay, but when you say, no, I was in the pit mm-hmm. and he came and got me. He came and saved me from that. If you don't point back to how dirty the place was where you came from, it's hard to appreciate how clean you are now. Yes, that's good. That's if you good. don't both for yourself and for someone else. If you don't remember, we were just—I was just talking to, about this uh, with a friend the other day, about but that that prayer and that desire to Lord, never let me forget where you brought me out of. Mm-hmm. Because if we forget how dirty that pit was, or if we refuse to point to and and be honest with this is where I was, this is what I came out of, then it's harder to appreciate how clean I am now. It's harder to see. Yeah. How that I'm now whiter than snow if mm-hmm. I forget how dirty I how was dirty before him. Yeah, and I've seen something just recently that said you'll never know just how good the good news is until you understand how bad the bad news is. It's true. And, you know, so we, we have to we have to share that part mm-hmm. of our lives. But that's the that's one of the benefits as we get ready to close here. That's that's one of the benefits of living a godly life is when you you go not only your day to day living that you think I mean and you're going to fail you're going to have problems and and even still you you got to let people know that that you failed mm-hmm. you know I mean you don't you don't have to go out and broadcast it but if something comes up if someone asks you yeah I do struggle sometimes but God's bigger than that God yeah. is always you know, convicting me and bringing me back, but not only my day-to-day life, but go back 10 years, go back 15 years and look at where I was at. And like I said, don't, you don't have to go broadcast that either. But if somebody comes up and says, I remember you, I remember when, you remember when that happened, you remember when you were so drunk, you couldn't even walk and da-da-da-da-da, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. And even then, God said, I'm going to save you. Mm -hmm. If you would just Confess to me that Jesus is Lord and follow me. Trust in Jesus. Yep. Anything to close us out? Uh, more verses in Psalm 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, verse 9, I, I feel like this is something that we can do. It's a, both a privilege and an opportunity while we're living a godly life. I have proclaimed good news of righteousness and the joy that comes from obedience to you in the great assembly. Behold, I will not restrain my lips from cr- proclaiming your righteousness. As you know, O Lord, I have not concealed your righteousness within my heart. I have proclaimed your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. That that line, I have not concealed your righteousness within my heart, is this is not something that you just hide. Mm-hmm. Living a godly life is living it for people to see and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Yeah. So in summary, if you want freedom, you want to live free, um, I just thought of that song and says, I'm free at last. I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Mm-hmm. If you want to live like that, free of shame, free of guilt, free of worry that someone's going to find out your past, mm-hmm. turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. What he's done for us, he can do for you. That's right. So keep Jesus center stage in your life.